Hey, good morning, and uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome to River Glen. Great to see you. Uh, welcome, whether you're at the uh, Pewaukee campus here at Waukesha or online. Uh, so great to have you uh, with us today. And uh, <clears throat> welcome to part number three of the series that we're calling At the Movies. Did you know that uh, movies are so popular in America that we spend almost $12 billion a year uh, going to the movies, plus millions more for the movies that we watch on Netflix and our laptops and DVDs. Movies are the, are the storytellers in our culture today, and they're especially popular in the summertime. And so we begin this summer bouncing off a few of these movies to teach some uh, biblical uh, principles that God has for us, principles about relationships, our relationship with God and with each other, principles about the purpose and meaning of life. But today we're going to deal with some pretty intense uh, subject uh, matter. Many of you have probably not seen this movie that we're going to show clips from, but it deals with some pretty intense and difficult subject matter. And so for young ears, for young eyes, uh, it might be a good time uh, to utilize the Kid Life uh, ministry. Uh, it'll be a great time for you to use that opportunity. Today we talk about an issue that I think resonates with all of us at some point in life, and it's this idea that God pursues us. As you experience this movie today, it's called The Impossible. I want you to remember why Jesus came. Jesus came on a rescue mission for you and me. Jesus came to seek and save the lost and find those who are far from him. And I want to encourage you today, no matter what you're going through, that God came to rescue you. He's the God of hope. He's the rock that we hold on to when everything else just falls apart and looks impossible. Uh, today, I want to devote this message to every person who needs a message of hope. Here's what Jesus said in John chapter 16. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus says every person is going to encounter trouble. And I believe God brought you here today to shine light into your dark situation. It might be a relational breakdown. It might be a financial dilemma. It might be a health concern. Could be that you feel alone, far from God. Maybe your life just seems empty right now. But Jesus said in John chapter 8, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. No matter the storm, no matter the darkness, Jesus wants to bring light into your hopeless situation. This movie that we're going to show some clips from is based, is a true story. It's based on a family of five, a husband and wife, Henry and Maria, and their three sons, Lucas, Thomas, and Simon, what should have been a dream vacation at a tropical resort in Thailand, turned into a nightmare when the world's most deadly natural disaster in recorded history struck. On December 26, 2004, an enormous earthquake triggered devastating tsunamis that hurled waves, some of them as high as 100 feet, eventually taking the lives of over 230,000 people from 14 different countries.
You know, at some point in life, all of us are going to get struck by an unexpected storm. Hopefully, it's not an actual tsunami. It could be the loss of a job, the unexpected loss of a loved one, a rebellious son or daughter, a health issue, a struggling relationship, or other kinds of challenging, painful events. The truth is, storms are inevitable. In fact, right now, you are either entering a storm, engaging a storm, or you're emerging from a storm. And the question today is, what do you do? Where do you turn? When a storm hits, it's incredibly tempting to turn inward and become just totally self-absorbed. I know I've done that. But one of the most important spiritual truths I've learned is that God wants to use you to help others even when you go through a difficult storm. That's what I love about our group life ministry. Group life includes Rooted and Alpha and life groups that help us with whatever we're going through. But group life also includes ministries specifically designed to walk with people going through storms. Stephen ministers who come alongside us in difficult times. Marriage mentoring, celebrate recovery. All these groups and ministries are so helpful. And that's why I wish every one of you had something like this in your life, a gathering with real people going through real life where you hold one another up in difficult times. If you, if you don't have something like that, I hope that you'll consider joining one of these groups or uh, ministries. If you're interested in finding out more about Celebrate Recovery, they actually have an open house coming up on Monday, July 22nd. Be a great opportunity to experience their large group worship and teaching. Garrett Johnston is going to bring an inspiring message. They're going to provide a meal and child care. I've attended several of their open houses. They do an excellent job. Everybody is welcome to their open house. God wants to shine a light in our darkness. And then he wants to use us to be the light of the world to one another. 
to comfort those who need help. Now, in this next scene, Maria and her son Lucas have a very difficult decision to make. Are they going to do what probably most people would do, and that is focus on themselves and surviving? Or will they look beyond their own needs and help someone in trouble? Wait. Did you hear that? Mom, there's nothing we can do. Wait. We are almost there. We have to get to safety. No, we have to help that boy. Mom, if another wave catches us down here, we will die. We have to climb that tree right now. Come on. Where are you? Mom, look at you! We need help! We cannot risk it. We can't risk it, Mom. Come on. Listen. What if that boy was Simon or Thomas? What if they needed help? You'd want someone to help them, wouldn't you? Simon and Thomas are dead! Even if it's the last thing. Daniel, okay, come on. You'll be okay. We're gonna get you out, okay? Left him. I love Maria's compassion. She says, even if it's the last thing that we do, and that's the vision, that's the passion of River Glen Church. We have always strived to create the kind of environment where people who are far from God and, and think they could never go to church would feel welcome here. That's why we built this building. It's why we created the online campus. It's why we launched the Pewaukee campus. It's why we continue to plant new churches. It's why we continue to unleash compassion locally and globally. It's why we give messages like this one today. Because we believe that Jesus is the light of the world. And if it's the last thing, even if it's the last thing that we do, we want, we want everyone to know him. We want to be the light of the world to those who are hurting, to those who have never heard about Jesus. Some of you here today, you need to be on the receiving end of that light. And my prayer for you is that you find hope in your dark situation. Jesus is the light of the world, and he wants to bring light into your situation. But some of us here today, we need to make a decision to find somebody going through a storm so that we can be the light of the world to them. You say, well, Ben, what would I do? Well, do something. Do anything. You can encourage those who are down. You can pray for those who are hurting. You can invite in those who need a word of hope. You can't do everything, but you can do something. You can't help everybody, but you can help somebody. Do for one what you wish that you could do for everyone. Because everywhere you look are our people. 
who need your help. Will you be all right? Come on, Lucas. I'm not going anywhere. I promise. Okay. Hello! Ingvar Landström. Bernström. From Sverige. Your family? Agda, Josef, Morten. You're looking for your family? Have you seen them? Bernström! Okay, calm down. I will help you. Okay? Uh, I, uh, I, Agda, Morton, Joseph. I'll try and help you. Okay. Okay. Agda Benstrom. Agda Benstrom. Are you, are you Joseph Benstrom or Morton Benstrom? Morton Benstrom? Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm looking for my my son. Your son? Uh, Peter Berry. Yes, yeah, he'll be wondering where I am. Peter Berry. Morton Benstrom, Agatha Benstrom, and Marita Brown. Ackman. Morton Benstrom. Oh. Morton Benstrom from Sweden. Oh. I know your dad. What? You're, yeah, your papa. He's here. I'll bring him here, OK? Yes. No, no, no. You have to stay here because it's a very long way and you have to rest, OK? 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 Oh. nothing else like it in the whole world when God uses you to help someone find their way back to him. There's nothing like it when you help someone along in their relationship with Jesus. We need to remember that God wants to help us through our storms in life so that we can go help other people through their storms. Second Corinthians chapter 1, Paul writes, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give the same comfort God has given to us. Remember, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And you and I know people who need to experience the love of Jesus. A family member, a neighbor, a colleague at work, somebody that maybe you see every single day. Maybe they serve you coffee. Maybe they provide you a meal. And they need that light. 
that only Jesus can bring. I want to encourage you to, to bring the light of Jesus to them. You could start by praying for somebody, sending an encouraging text message to them. Maybe invite them to church. If they enjoy movies, invite them next week as we conclude at the movies uh, series. We're going to look at some clips from a powerful movie next weekend, the classic story, Beauty and the Beast, and we're going to learn some of God's principles for developing better relationships. Or maybe you invite them to one of our summer events, and you end up having a conversation about faith issues. Now, some of you might wonder, why do we spend so much time and effort and energy trying to reach more people? Don't we already have enough people already? Well, the answer is no. Because Jesus said, go into all the world and teach everybody what I have taught you. So they experience the light that Jesus provides. We never stop searching for people. Because our Father in heaven never stops searching for us. I need you to, um, I need you to do me a favor, Thomas. I've heard that everyone's going to the mountains, you see, to our shelter where it's really safe. But I can't go with you. You can't leave us alone again, Dad. I, I have to keep looking for them, you see. You have to look after no. Simon. No, stay with us. I, I can't look, I've never looked after someone before. I'm scared. I know, I know. I'm scared too. But do you know, do you know the most scary bit for me? And the water hit? No. After that, when I came up, and that was all on my own. That was the scariest part. And then I saw the two of you clinging to the tree, and I... I didn't feel so scared anymore because I knew I wasn't on my own, you see? Well, what if Mummy and Lucas are on their own right now? Hmm? Imagine how scared they'll be. We'll look for them together. No. Thomas, you have to look after Simon. And I'm going to keep looking for them. Okay? Okay? No, you understand. It's easy when you're going through a storm to want to give up. But I want to encourage you today to not lose hope. And hold on, even if you feel alone, even if it just seems impossible, remember God is with you and we are with you. Same is true when you pray for somebody that you love who is far from God and it seems like nothing is, is happening. It's easy to get frustrated and discouraged and want to give up. But I want to encourage you, keep praying, keep believing, keep reaching out. Keep sharing your faith story. Galatians chapter 6 gives us this encouragement. Let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Whatever you do, whatever you're going through, whatever you're believing God for, don't ever give up. You were at the orchid, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, my whole family were around the swimming pool when the water hit. I found my middle son first, Thomas. He was, he was at the top of this really tall tree. And then I found my little one, Simon. He was holding onto a, a, a palm tree. He's only five. I sent them to the mountains. You know, so that I could keep looking for my wife and my eldest son. Toughest choice I've ever made. Have you called home yet? I can't find a phone. I'm saving my battery. Just in case my family calls. Please. Well, thank you. I'll be very quick, I promise. Yes? Brian? Yes, Henry, thank you. How are you, Brian? Did you hear from anyone yet? Maria and Lucas are not here. What do you, what do you mean, not there? The motor came and swept everyone away. And the fun, I found Thomas and Sam and Lucas up. Henry? I don't know what to do, I don't know what to look for. Henry, Henry, calm down. Henry? Henry. Right after Coco, lots of people need to use this phone, okay? That's calling it. What do you want me to do? You can't leave it like that. Go on. Come on. Go on. Come on, man. Come on. We should call him back. Yes, Brian, it's me again, look. I promise you that I, I won't stop looking until I find you, okay? Okay. I don't know what I'm going to do, because it, it's night time now, but I'll, I'll look in all the hospitals and okay. I'll look in all the shelters and everything, okay? And I, I will find them, I promise you that. I'll call you when I do. Okay. 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 Thanks. Can I go with you? You ever wonder God's attitude? When we wander off and go our own way, does God just wait for us? Does God sit up in heaven frustrated with us because of the failures and messes we've made of our lives? Well, the Bible makes very clear God's attitude toward you and me. In fact, Scripture devotes an entire chapter to God's love for those who are lost and far from him in Luke chapter 15. Jesus tells three stories, rapid fire, one after another, about people searching for something valuable which was lost. And each story shows how God loves and cares 
for those who need him. In the first story, Jesus says a shepherd has a hundred sheep, and one sheep wanders off. The shepherd leaves the 99 sheep that he's already found, and he pursues that one sheep who was lost because he loves that one so much. You might feel like you're far from God, but you need to know God searches and pursues after you. Jesus tells a second story about a woman who had 10 coins, and she loses one of those coins. And she turns her house upside down, searching for that one lost coin. And Jesus says, that's how God goes after you. God turns the lights on. He moves furniture. He's looking underneath things, trying to find you. And then finally, Jesus tells a famous story about a father who had two sons. And one son takes his inheritance, and he leaves his his home, leaves his family, leaves his value, spends all his uh, money returns home and begs for mercy, and the father didn't lecture him. The father didn't give him a list of all these things that he would need to do to pay him back. He simply ran to him, and he hugged him, and he threw a celebration because his son came home. And when we come back to God, God's not waiting with a long list of things that we need to do to make up for lost time. God's not an angry parent, you know, waiting up for us after curfew. He runs to greet you because he has searched for you. God wants to wrap his arms around you and say, welcome home. No matter what you've done, God never stops searching for his kids because God loves you and he wants to welcome you home. I'm hoping and I'm praying and I'm believing that all of us realize that our highest calling in life is is more than just having fun. It's more than accumulating more things. But God has called you, God's called us to make a difference in this world, to be the light of the world, to let your light shine and spread the love of Jesus to so many people who desperately need to be found. The most important thing in life is not what you and I do. 
It's whose lives we change. You are the light of the world. But if you're with us today and you're going through a storm and you need that light, I want you to know that God's arms are open wide and he wants to welcome you home. And I want to provide some opportunity for us to take some steps back toward him. I'm going to pray a few, for a few different groups of people here today. And I want to in, invite you to participate in this prayer by uh, raising your hand as a way of saying, count me in. Count me in on that prayer. And so uh, would you bow your head, close your eyes, uh, pray with me, whether you're here in Waukesha or Pewaukee or online. Let's just take a moment and let's pray together. God, I pray for every person here, every person going through a dark time. Maybe they're going through some kind of storm right now in their life, and it looks impossible. God, may they run to you and not from you. May they sense a glimpse today of how much you love them. If you're with us today and right now you're going through a storm, I want to invite you uh, to be so bold as to just raise your hand to God right now and say, that's me. Everybody's got their eyes closed and heads bowed. It's just you and God. If you're going through a storm and you need the light of God, I want to invite you to raise your hand right now. Oh, that's great. That's good. You can put your hands down and say, God, I need your help. I need your light. I need your peace. And God, I pray that they would experience that today because of their bold act of faith to raise their hand toward you. Now, second, if you're here right now and you know somebody else in your life that's going through difficulty or pain, going through a storm, and you want to be the light to them, I want to invite you right now to raise your hand. Go ahead and, and raise your hand. Oh, that's terrific. That's good. God wants to use you. You can put your hands down and just say, God, put me in. God, I want to help out. God, show me what I can do. God, I want to pray for those right now who are willing to go and serve and love others. Would you just empower them and create that perfect opportunity for them to do that? God, help us to be the light in our families, in our friendships, in our schools, in our workplaces, in a world where so many are hurting. God, give us the boldness and compassion to point people who are in so much pain to Jesus, the light of the world. And then finally, if you're here today and and you've never made a decision to give your life to Jesus, to start following him, but you know that you want to be welcomed home by the Heavenly Father. Or perhaps you've made that decision before, but something caused you to drift away from God. And you find yourself today in need of rededicating your life to following him. You can join us as well in this prayer. I, I want to invite you to, to raise, your, raise your hand right now. Go ahead and, and raise your hand. Oh, that's great. Oh, that is so good. And then you can put your hand down and just quietly in your own mind repeat these words after me. God, I'm coming home and I'm making Jesus the leader and forgiver of my life. I'm asking you to do the impossible in me to save me. And I'm believing in you and I thank you. God, thank you for shining your light in our hearts through Jesus, the light of the world. I pray for all who raise their hands today and ask for your supernatural blessing in their life. And I thank you for the forgiveness that you offer each one of us. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the New Testament, when people would make a decision to give their life to Jesus, to start following him, 
they would acknowledge that decision in, in two ways. The, the first way they would take the step, it would take the step of baptism. Baptism is really the first step of following Jesus. But here's what people do sometimes. They say, well, I'll just do that later on when I get my life uh, together. No, no, no. Baptism is not graduation. It is initiation. It's the first step of following Jesus. We do baptisms all the time around here. Anytime someone's ready, anytime someone makes a decision to start following uh, Jesus. We do have a group baptism weekend coming up, first weekend of, of August, the baptism bash Saturday night here in Waukesha, Pewaukee on, on Sunday morning, a baptism celebration. These would be great opportunities for you to take this important step where you acknowledge that you have made a decision to give your life uh, to Jesus and to start following him. Just let us know on the welcome card in the seat back in front of you. You can drop that off at the connect wall after the service. Baptism is the first step. And then second, followers of Jesus, they would gather together as a church like we're doing and they would share communion to remember the sacrifice that Jesus made and also to acknowledge their decision to follow him, their commitment to give their life to him. The bread represents Christ's body. The juice represents Christ's blood. And that's why each weekend we gather together. We share communion as a way to acknowledge that Jesus has done the impossible for us. He died on the cross, resurrected from the grave, and removed every single barrier between us and God so that we can come home into a relationship with God now and forever. So let's share communion together. We have an open communion here. It's open to anyone who says yes to Jesus. You just follow these instructions on the screen as the uh, trays come down your row.